0: Hi, friends. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We share our stories to encourage and equip each other to live out our faith in Jesus. We are so glad you're here. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. If I'm honest, that proverb both excites and terrifies me. In this episode, Jessica Allen Taylor Hadwiger, and Camille Adams discuss the power of words, ones they've heard, and ones they've spoken. They share how they've failed and grown in their speech, and they share what words make it into the secret sauce recipe. Enjoy their conversation.
1: Hi, and welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. I have a very joyful conversation for you guys today. We are going to be talking about our words. And maybe when you think, wow, they're having a conversation about words, that might not be so much fun, but I think we're really going to enjoy it. I have some good friends with me here today. I've got Jessica and Taylor, and there are some things you should know about them before we begin. First is that Jessica loves math, and I had no idea before today, but I also love math, and it's... Somewhat rare to meet somebody who is just a fan of math. And I think at one point you studied math in college. Is that right, Jessica? I did. I wanted to teach middle school math. That is incredible. I love math. I love that it's order and puts things in their right places. And it's like a puzzle. It's like a puzzle. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Somebody who speaks my math language. I, I love, love it. it. Mm-hmm. One thing you should know about Taylor, there are many things that you should know about Taylor, but one of them is that she is actually a
2: pageant winner. And am I saying that right? You have a title? Yeah, I have have two titles. What are they? Uh, Miss Route 66, Outstanding Dean, and Miss Northwestern's Outstanding Dean. Wow. A lot of pageant girls have way more titles than that, but I stopped at two.
1: I have none titles. (laughs) So that's way more than me. Congratulations. Thank you. I love that. Um we're going to be talking about words, but one thing we want to ask our guests is what is a small thing that's brought you
2: joy lately? My commute is a lot shorter and it's oddly bringing me a lot of joy. That's not so, odd. Yeah, I so when I saw on my GPS that it was going to take me 5 minutes to get to church instead of 30, Ooh. I like was brought to tears by thankfulness to the to the Lord mm-hmm. for getting me closer. So that. yeah, that's been a that's small joy. So great, And just like the fun, like little gifts of moving mm. of I've been sharing a room for the past two and a half years. And so like having my own room and own space. And I like have had a dream of having a bookshelf in my room and got to buy a bookshelf this weekend. And it was Aww. just a small little joy of like having a bookshelf and being like, ah, oh, Lord, you like know my little desires and you're like mm. fulfilling them. So just been fun. What a great it. dream. I love that you wanted a bookshelf. I wanted it so bad. I'm I have really so many books have it now, and they're it. just in boxes. So, oh, yeah. books don't belong in boxes. Yeah, get them out. Get them out of those
1: boxes. Yeah. That's great. That's so great. Jessica, what about you? What's a small thing that's
0: brought you joy? Watching my kids, Um, our son Brock is um, nine and he is really kind of growing in his understanding of the Lord, and um, that that's a safe place for him to go when he's struggling. And so um, we had a a thing recently, and um, we've been watching this show called The Hoof GP, and he loves it. And so we were talking about sin, and we were talking about running to the Lord, and we were able to say, hey, that's kind of like the Hoof GP, how when you go to the (laughs) Lord, he can fix it. And at first, it's uncomfortable, and you don't really know um, working out that sin and confessing that is not easy. But then once we get there, then we can walk forth in the life that God has for us. And so it was this funny little analogy moment with a nine-year-old that um, was just great and makes me smile. I love that. Now, okay, the Hoof GP is like... Okay, so he is in Scotland. He has these videos on YouTube, and he goes around to different farms and cleans cow's hooves and it's ridiculous (laughs) they're like these little 10 minute segments and he's like hey there's a rock in this one and what's it gonna do and then he has to dig out and sometimes it's I have to turn away because it's Mm. a lot and my nine-year-old's like look at that (laughs) Um, but it's just fun it's a fun little moment where we get to sit together Mm -hmm. and um, decompress and watch this Um, and I had no no expectation of it ever turning into something meaningful yeah. and then it did it was great it was he was like you have to tell people that when they don't want to pray to god and they don't feel like god wants to hear their confession that it's okay that it's hard because and then they can watch this video and they can see that the hoof is okay afterwards because of the clean out process it oh was my cute. goodness it was great
1: that's such a sweet nine-year-old version of like, this is how to explain like sanctification and confession, yes. repentant. Like those are hard concepts. Hard concepts. But easier to learn if you know how to clean out a hoof. I guess so. Right. <laughs> incredible. Yeah. What a great, I love that. I love that the Lord gives us joy in the most unexpected little ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Well, let's talk about our words. The first thing I want to know is why are our words important what makes words an important thing for us to think about pray about talk about if
2: you go read James 3 you <laughs> get a like feel of how weighty words are mm-hmm. of' just like they have so much power to them and so I think that's what I think of of I'm just like because scripture says they're important mm-hmm. and like the more we study words in scripture the more we see like How we use our words actually do have a real life impact, Mm -hmm. not just on us, but on the people around us. And so that's why I'd say words are important because scripture says so Mm -hmm. and just shows their weight. Yeah.
1: Now, Taylor, you've told me before that scripture, specifically God's word, has had a huge I mean, as people who believe the Bible, scripture should always be important to us. But for you, for your testimony, God's word is really important, is that
2: right? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to tell you more about that. Um, So I came to faith when I was a freshman in college and separating from my sin life was just really hard. Um, I had just fallen really deep into sin before I was a believer and didn't realize how hard it was going to be to get out of it mm-hmm. post-becoming a believer and honestly thought I was going to be chopped in my sin for the rest of my life. I just didn't really see an out, Um, but there did come a point in my walk where I was like, man, I really want to be separated from sin. I just don't know how, and so I'm a big reader and investigator, like, think, that if I can learn things, I can fix them, which the Lord's working on. (laughs) Um, But I was just like buying all these Christian self-help books and was like, okay, one of these is going to have the secret sauce. Like I know one of these books is going to make me never want to get drunk ever again um, mm-hmm. is going to make me want to walk in purity. Like, I know it's in here somewhere. And so that summer, I was just going through book after book. I think I was at, like, book number seven. Oh, that's a lot. I read a lot, yeah. yeah. Um, And still was so trapped in my sin, had no desire to get out of it. I had the desire, but I was like, but also I don't want right. to stop. Um And so I like got back online to find another book to help me figure out how to get out of this, trying to find that secret sauce. And I ended up finding a New Testament devotional, mm-hmm. and I ended up buying it because it had a really cute shiny cover, and I thought I'd look <laughs> really cute carrying it. Sure. I probably did. I probably did. I really did. People probably thought I was a lot farther along in my walk than I was. <laughs> um, and it also was only 8 bucks, and I was like, that's so cheap. Like, I'll buy it. And little did I know what that was going to do for mm. my life. And so I got this book in. It was just chunks of the New Testament, and then underneath it was biblical, solid commentary. Mm -hmm. And so I started reading that every day, and it was just crazy how my desires started changing as I was reading scripture daily. Mm. I was no longer reading these people that were godly and like giving sound advice, but it didn't have any transforming power in my life. But reading scripture daily just radically transformed me. And I just remember at the end of that summer, um, there were just a couple of passages in scripture that I'd read through that book that made me be like, man, I like want to commit to purity and I want to commit to not having a sip of alcohol until I turn 21. Mm -hmm. And so it was just like Ever since that moment, whenever people are struggling with something, I'm like, man, what does your daily time in scripture look like? Because there's no way you're going to conquer sin if you're not abiding in the word daily. Like it just mm-hmm. really is just a supernatural power that the Lord has given to us. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's how scripture specifically and God's words have had like a tremendous impact in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just big proponent of scripture reading because of it.
1: I love that. That's great. That's incredible in the fact that like you knew like God designed you in such a way that you knew words were going to be the thing to impact you and like searching for words and looking for people to say something that would help fix the problem of sin yeah. in your life, but how he perfectly met that need in his word, like his yeah. word to you. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. He had the secret sauce. He did. He still <laughs> does every day. He's got the secret sauce, y'all. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, how have words impacted your faith? Whether
0: they're reading words, or hearing words, or speaking words. I remember a time um, several years ago. I was in. Um, I was able to go to a women's prayer retreat mm-hmm. at um, the Fort Worth campus, and we were broken up into um, private prayer time. And I went up into the balcony, and I was sitting there by myself. And I grew up in a Christian home, um, came to faith at a young age, and then in college really just decided that God wanted me to be happy.
2: Mm. And so
0: because He wanted me to be happy and my sin was going to lead to my happiness, then God didn't care about my sin. Oh, yeah. And really believed that lie for a few years and um, walked in deliberate disobedience. And as a result of that, I um, it took a long time for me to— um, realize god's immense forgiveness mm. and so i was sitting in the balcony and i remember just trying to push my words out as far as i could and it reminds me of um if you've seen horton here's a who and they're Man. in like whoville and they're trying to be so loud and like break through the barrier right mm-hmm. so they can all, like that was me and i was sitting there i was like lord just hear me and i felt so alone um and just felt the holy spirit just right next to me saying i'm here like you don't have to push your words. This mm-hmm. is not my relationship. Our relationship is not determinant on you being able to push your words out as far as you can go. Mm-hmm. And it was such a comforting moment that the Lord had never left, that He was always right there with me, that His grace was sufficient, that His forgiveness was sufficient, um, and really was a beginning to just sweet relationship and realizing who I was, who God said I was. I was not this ransomed, useless sinner that I felt like I was, that I was his treasured daughter Mm -hmm. and he had a plan and a purpose for my life. And there wasn't anything that I could have done to change that, that he was God and it was all about him and his story. Mm -hmm. um, And I needed to trust him. It was great.
1: That's amazing. What a sweet moment to hear like from the Holy Spirit, those words that really just solidified and made you desire to be so close and to know that he desired to be close to you and hear you. Mm, yeah. I, le- I I think we all want to be heard by those that we care the most about. And our words are one way that we draw close to each other. And so how amazing that like in that moment you were desiring so much for him to hear your words and mm-hmm. he responded so quickly. So sweetly. Yeah. yeah. And so intimately him knowing you that well. I love that. Um, do you, when you think about people who use their words well, what about those people encourages you or what lets you know that that person is really good at using their words?
2: I think of my friend Madison. I just remember the first time we ever grabbed dinner together, that scripture was just flowing out of her. Mm. And so I can't even remember what we were talking about, but she just started like spouting out lamentations. And I was like whoa, this girl literally has Lamentations memorized and it is coming out of – just like naturally overflowing out of her body. And I was like, I want to be this girl's friend. Yeah. And I also want to be more like her. And so that's something that I've always been really encouraged about by her is I feel like anytime that we're together, there's some scripture that is coming out of her mouth to just like, she's not even trying. It's just like goes along with whatever we're talking about at the time. And she's like, oh my gosh, that reminds me of this scripture. And like, it is the coolest thing. and makes me want to be just like her. So that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What about you, Jessica? What about people that use their words well, or what's a way that you are working on using your words?
0: I think um, I tend to um, default into thinking before I I speaking before I think that okay. that my words when I am rushed when I'm not thinking about the things of the Lord are not don't come across the way that I would want them to, or even as Mm -hmm. they should. Um, I think of words in form, um, they're not patient or kind Mm. or loving Um, that with my kids, I can tend to be frustrated or rushed instead of um, really taking the time to train or Mm -hmm. um, to pour into them. Um, And so I think of of the psalm or the proverb that says life and death are in the power of the tongue, and NLT says, "And those who love to talk um, will eat of its fruits." And I, I have to remember that my words reflect what is inside, mm-hmm. and um, and are important and need to be intentional. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, you've
1: mentioned to me, and I think this is so convicting to me. Um, you've talked about your words as shaping the self-talk for yes. your children. Is that right? Am I saying that the yes. right way?
0: Yes. So I was listening to a podcast. I don't remember what it was, but they, the host was interviewing a doctor and she was saying that the our children's identity will be framed by the words that we speak into them. And that their self-talk will be a lot of times in our voice. And so, Ooh. right? Ooh. And so, right? And so <laughs> I think, and I can totally relate to this. There are times when um, my dad was did like construction. And so um, I was measuring with a friend the other day we were measuring like the length of a room and i was standing on one side and she was standing on the other and we were holding the tape measure up in the air and it took like two or three times and (laughs) i heard my dad not audibly but i heard him in my head like put the thing on the floor that is not how you do it and and um just silly things but i i know that that's true and there are times when um Just comforting things that I'll I'll hear or I'll remember my parents saying Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. And that's really convicting to me that my kids and how they view themselves and the foundational blocks of their identity Mm -hmm. are going to come from what they hear Lucas and I say to them yeah. that they are created in the image of God. That they, we say things like Alans are truth tellers or Alans are accountable to one another. And things that like we try really hard to help instill their identity, Mm -hmm. because that's such a hard thing for kids now. And as they get into middle school and high school, um, and you're trying to figure out who you are and how you fit into the world, just to have those foundational truths that come from the Lord Mm -hmm. um, that we have spoken into their lives. Yeah.
1: Isn't it... I mean, I'm thinking about this in real time, so forgive my words if they just stumble out, but how how much we long to be defined by the person in authority over us, Mm -hmm. whether that's our parent or our teacher or whoever else. But the fact that the Lord created us knowing who we were and knew that we would need that like we would need things to build our identity. And he gave them to us. Mm -hmm. And he says very clearly in his word, like, I have created you. I've created you in my image. I've created you for good works. I've Mm -hmm. created you to be an image bearer and to bring me glory. Like very clearly lays out in his word, the things that we need, not just when we're children, but when we're teenagers and young adults and adults and Older adults to know, like, this is who you are because I've said it. Mm -hmm. And you can see it in children that they want to know. They're thinking about what what does mom say I am or what does grandpa say that I am. Mm -hmm. That's incredible that the word of God has that much power, but also our words. It's a big mm -hmm. responsibility, I think. That's a big responsibility. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, What are some practical ways that you've... Grown in using your words in a worshipful
2: way, I've been trying to just say more encouraging, worshipful things mm-hmm. of using my words. I think of the scripture that says to build others up. Like yes. we should be using our words to build up the church, mm-hmm. and so just practically trying to say more upbuilding words. Mm-hmm. And I even think of the passage in James that talks about how like curses and blessings can't come of our out of our mouth at the same time, or salt water from a freshwater pond mm-hmm. and stream. Something, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. something. Um, <laughs> but. As you can tell, I can learn from my friend Madison and Uh, – And memorize scripture better. But <laughs> that's we're not the as familiar version. with the origin of water sources. I'm honestly podcast, not. So. <laughs> For real, I'm spoiled. I have mine just delivered to my house. Um, but all of that to say, that has been just a cool practical thing. is like, okay, when I feel like cursing something, mm-hmm. what does it look like to instead to bless? Because those can exist at the mm-hmm. same time. And so have like tried to do that or just put on worship music mm-hmm. whenever i'm like man there's a lot happening inside of me and a lot of like not awesome things that could probably come out right now mm-hmm. replacing that with like worshipful words so that's yeah. something that i've been just trying to be cognitive lately yeah oh that's a good i love that good challenge yep mm-hmm. what about you jessica
0: i i love what you said about about scripture i find myself um there's certain scriptures that i that i say over and over mm-hmm. right like kind of like my go-to's yeah um which are often, um, that what you said, the, with our kids where we say be kind to one another and build each other up. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that's one that we often say a lot. Um, and then I love, um, just the Lord I believe, but help my unbelief. And just the beauty of that confession. And that that is acceptable, Mm -hmm. right? It's totally acceptable that we acknowledge the fact that yes, we have faith, but, in some areas we still have unbelief and we know that if we take that to the lord um and and the honesty of our words i think the mm. fact that god wants the honesty of our words i was listening i am on this podcast kick i think it's because um it gives me something to do when i'm making dinner and the kids are doing homework and things yeah mm. and so it was and i read it in um something similar in a book, and he was talking about when we go to the Lord, that a lot of times what we want first is we want to say all the beautiful things. And when we're burdened, mm. that it's hard to come up with those things and that um, it's okay to be honest with the Lord. Yeah. Um, it's okay to say the things that, that are burdening us first and that He wants that. Like He wants us to cast those cares upon Him mm. so that then the beautiful things can come out. Sometimes I just need to say, Lord, I'm tired or this was hard or I don't know what to do in this situation or I think I know what to do, but maybe you could do it for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then to rest in just the beauty of His grace and His mercy, right? That yeah. He is right there with us, that the things that He calls us to do, He will equip us and He's going to sustain us in those times. But um, it's great that we serve a God that doesn't, that isn't comfortable, that is always comfortable with our honesty. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was thinking about this the other day.
1: Um, I was in a moment where I was feeling really hurt and angry about something, and I like I could hear myself saying to my children, like, when we are angry, we go to the Lord and we talk. You know, we tell him mm-hmm. because he's not a af- he's not afraid of our anger. Right, but we also ask him to change our hearts mm-hmm. and remind us of truth and i'm like i need to do this right now <laughs> yes and i had to i had to swallow the pill of like woo i'm going to do the thing i try to teach my kids to do and mm-hmm. it was so humbling and it was so sweet to say to the lord i am i'm feeling this way and i need you right now to remind me of what is true yes and so faithfully and so like not swiftly in a like an angry parent sort of way but swiftly in a coming to my rescue way he mm-hmm. knew i needed truth mm-hmm. right away to say oh camille mm-hmm. this this person is made in my image too mm-hmm. and immediately i was convicted and repented and ooh man it was a a good moment so mm-hmm. keep keep at it with the kids teaching them and keep at it with ourselves to remind ourselves that god wants to hear true words. Mm-hmm. He knows what's in our heart. You were talking about, Taylor, that the, the cursing and worship can't come from the same yeah. place. So he knows the intent of our words before they ever reach our mouths. Um, you've told me before about a book by, I'm not going to say the author correctly, by Watchman Nee. Mm-hmm. Is it The Normal Christian The Normal life? Christian Life. Tell me more
0: about that. Okay. So he tells this story in that book and... I don't remember, I think it was, um, he was having dinner with a husband and a wife after church one Sunday, and they, the um, wife was asking for prayer for patience with her children. Mm. And his response was, no, Ooh. <laughs> that he was not going to pray for patience for her. He said, these are not fruits of the Spirit. It's not individual love, joy, peace, patience. When we're struggling with one, it's not that I'm struggling when I'm struggling with my patience. It's not that I'm struggling with patience. Mm-hmm. I need more fruit like mm-hmm. it's my discipleship. And mm-hmm. so he his response was I'm going to pray for your relationship with the Lord because when you are filled with the Spirit, patience will naturally flow out of you. It's not that we can pick and choose Mm -hmm. or we can say, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing self control well. What I really need is more Jesus, Mm -hmm. which starts with more time in the Word. Mm -hmm. It starts with just honesty with God and letting Him do what He promised us that and promises that He is going to do, which is make us more like Him. That is what sanctification is, but it just hit me because I I did that before. Oh, Lord, just give me more patience and then this will be easier when what I need is more Jesus. Mm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: Um, Has there been a moment when you really knew wow, my words are hurting somebody or this relationship may not be the same because of words that I've used or I've been used within the relationship.
2: Yeah, yeah. I have a, I would say, unfortunate story of learning how just harmful words can be. And even just the truth of, um, I think it's Matthew 15 when he says, what's in the heart will come out of the mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, And had a friend back in Dallas um, and just in any friendship, you're going to have the natural hurts and bumps and bruises and all those things that come with friendship. And at that point, I didn't really know how to handle those things Mm. and was very much so like the, oh, I'm going to like overlook things and suppress and like thought I was doing the right thing in that. Um, and so, just never use those words to express. Oh, this is how I felt hurt. This is what I've seen. This is x, y, Z, and just kept suppressing those things. and um we ended up getting in a conflict, and all of a sudden, like in the middle of the conflict. All of these words just started coming out of my mouth of ways that I'd been hurt and just it was really unkind and ungentle because it just like eruptured out of me. oh, yeah, um, and that friendship just has literally never been the same since then. Yeah. um, and so it was really, really hard just having to learn practically the repercussions of our words mm-hmm. and learning the truth of what's in the heart is going to come out of the mouth. Yeah. And so, like, how do we be diligent to love people well? Mm-hmm. Um, not just with kind, encouraging, uplifting words, but words that are honest and hard to say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um And so, yeah, and just, like, watching my words wound someone so deeply, was just heartbreaking and like to this day when i think of it um my heart just hurts because i'm like man i like inflicted a wound on someone Uh with my words like they really do have power and so that was a really really sobering experience for me and um yeah i am a lot quicker to be prayerful about do i need to say these words to this person do i just checking my heart seeing what's in it um, Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't just rupture out at a point of contention yeah it goes back to that
1: that idea that, like the sanctification doesn't come just with the words. like, yeah. we're not promised that we will appear or speak well when we're sanctified. Mm. We're promised that the Lord will change our hearts. Yeah. and um and he will continue to make us more like Christ, who always used his words in ways that were good, yeah, mm-hmm. whether they were, words of encouragement and uplifting or words of conviction that Mm -hmm. were needed. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. And if he's our model for how we're supposed to use our words, then we should with joy and humility enter into those, which I think is just such a daunting task Mm -hmm. because I, I am sure that you are not the only one in this room or listening to this podcast who has been in that situation where our words have inflicted wounds. Mm. Um, so, I think the important thing is to know, like you were saying, Jessica, that it's we ask the Lord to change our whole heart, mm-hmm. and it's not just that one fruit of the spirit um, to really cling to Him and ask him to change us. Um, what What has surprised you about words, or what has been um once a time when words have had a surprising outcome? I've heard Jessica, I've heard you say before that um you talked about not passing up an opportunity to encourage someone
0: um i heard that from i don't remember who it was um they i think most of my thought none of my thoughts are original they <laughs> they always it's something i heard or something i read or um nothing Is original for me. Um, There's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. So I (laughs) think everything I say, oh, I read this somewhere, or I heard this somewhere, or um, I had heard that it, when we have that moment and that prompting of encouraging someone, Mm-hmm. with words that we should always do that that that's an opportunity to bless someone and because words are so important and they have a way of like playing on repeat in mm. our head right yeah. um that when the lord gives us an opportunity to speak positively into someone's life we should never pass that up mm. and i'm it reminded me of a time where a friend of mine was going through something hard And um, the Lord put it on my heart to write her a card. And Mm -hmm. I would love to be a card writer. Um, (laughs) I'm not a card. I love crafts and things, but I never get around to actually doing the crafts or Mm -hmm. the mailing or the things. Um, We've never done Christmas cards. So if you know me and you've never gotten a Christmas (laughs) card from me, I love you very much. We've just never done them. Yeah. Yeah. So just not me. And the Lord put it on my heart to write my friend a card. Mm -hmm. And so I did and um, mailed it or something. She got it at some point and I had forgotten about it. And then several months later, we were um, in a group setting and we were talking about words of encouragement. And she started talking about how a friend of hers sent her a card one time while she was going through something hard. And then she said, "I, I had done that. And I had forgotten. (laughs) And I think that what it was is the Lord just knew what she needed, Mm -hmm. and I got to be a part of that Mm -hmm. blessing. But that blessing wasn't about me. It was about her, and it was about what the Lord wanted to tell her. And then, like He is so faithful to do, letting us play a part in Mm -hmm. His big story, um, I had forgotten. And so it was a sweet blessing then for me, because it was like, oh thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving me that opportunity Mm -hmm. to bless my friend. And then to months later, show me what an impact me being obedient to your call had on someone else's life, Mm -hmm. Um, which is just God being sweet like he is. I love that. And that's something like, it probably took you
1: not a long time to write a note, like a little card to somebody. But like months later, it had a, such a positive impact, not only on your friend, but on you. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure to the other women who were listening to, who were like, you know what? I could do that. Yes. I could write a card to somebody
2: yeah.
1: and that would be such an encouragement. I love that. That's good. Taylor, what about you?
2: Yeah. I think similar with just the card thing. Um, I still carry around cards from some girls that I used to do college ministry with. And so Everyone was just kind of in a rough season, like all of us were depleted and just had a lot of hard going on, and Mm -hmm. um, one of the girls that I knew at the church was like, Well, what if you like did something fun for that group instead of just sitting in and doing the normal accountability things like that? Mm -hmm. And so I was just thinking through like, what could we do? And the Lord gave me the idea of having us write cards and just writing ways that we'd seen the Lord work in one another and just ways that He was making us into their image. Mm -hmm. And it was just so sweet because you could like see as they're writing the cards and as we were reading them, just the spirits being uplifted. Mm like I said, I like still have those cards to this day and will like use them as bookmarks Mm -hmm. so that like every once in a while I can go and read that. And like one of the girls put like, my favorite memory with you is this. And so, and she'd done that for each girl in the group of like, here's all the ways I see the Lord in you. And this is my favorite memory we have together. And so that was really sweet because at that point I was kind of convinced they all hated me (laughs) because I, you know, sometimes shepherding is hard and not fun and you have to be the bad guy. And so I was like, "Wow, all these girls hate me and, like, these cards are probably going to be, like, have a good summer. (laughs) Um, And so it was just so sweet and, like, was a really, yeah, just encouraging time. And Mm -hmm. just another example of how words of encouragement can truly, like, breathe life into you. yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We had – when I was pregnant
1: with my oldest, I had my friends write, like, a verse of encouragement. Mm -hmm. And I would be able to have them for, like – when I was in labor after the baby came and I was really tired or whatever. And I had no idea how much impact those cards would have. Like mm. a written, like in their own handwriting, like the word of God, like I had them with me in labor. I had them in with me in labor with my second baby. I had them with me when I was recovering from a miscarriage. Like mm. those words, like they were a tangible thing that I could hold on to and look and see like this friend, spoke these words of encouragement to me at a time when I had no idea when I would need them
2: mm-hmm. and
1: the Lord used them for, so he still does. I still have them and I might get teary thinking about it, but um, the fact that we have the power to encourage and like you said, you should not pass up an opportunity to use them, especially the Lord's word mm-hmm. and words of encouragement, like a favorite memory to really speak some joy in life into somebody. Um, it's such a powerful thing. Yeah that we have the ability to do, and praise God that he gives us the ability yeah. to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, as we close up our time, I just wanted to ask if there's anything else that has come to mind that you think would be an encouragement
2: to somebody who's listening about our words. This like, came to mind as you, the last question that you are saying of, yeah. We are image bearers and the Lord has created us to be like him. And it literally says that he created this world with his words. So like the Lord Mm -hmm. like created earth with his words. And then also like all throughout the Old Testament, he has the power to destroy things with his words. He still does in the Mm -hmm. New Testament. You just see it more evidently in the Old Testament. And so I think that is just a reminder that as like created in his image, we also have the power to create or like destroy with mm-hmm. our words. And so that's something that I'm just like, man, wow, that's just wild that we have that kind of authority that the Lord's given us yeah. and like likeness to him. Um, so that was one thing. And then incredible. Mm-hmm. I had one other thing come to mind. Um, I think it's really easy when we talk about topics that can be convicting mm-hmm. um, or like very focused on one topic For us to forget that it is a holistic thing and that it is just not like, oh, Lord, will you change my words? But like, God, will you make us more in the image of Jesus? Because Mm -hmm. as he does, like these things will fall into place. And I think too, like if this is a topic we're convicted about, it can be easy to let it push us away from the Lord. And so I just want to remind you, like the Lord cares more about being near you then what words are coming out of your mouth? Um, And I think the Lord was just really kind. Last week, I was away for a vacation and had just some space with the Lord. And he was just so kind to remind me like, hey, Taylor, yes, I care about what you do. Like, I created you for good works. Like, I created you to be in the image of Jesus and to look more like me. But at the end of the day, like, I created you because I delight in you. Mm -hmm. Like, you exist because I delight in you. On your good, your bad, your ugly days, like, I delight in you and I want to be near you. And so like, stop trying to clean yourself up and be perfect. Like just draw near to me. Mm. And so as we're like talking, talking about this topic that I know can be really convicting for people, Mm -hmm. I just want to remind you like, man, the Lord cares a lot more about being near you and being in relationship with you than you having the perfect words and using them perfectly. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Um,
0: It reminds, I was During worship time yesterday, we were um, singing—oh, what's the song? And I don't sing, so I'll just say the lyrics. (laughs) No one wants me to sing. Um, But it was talking about how the Lord saves us, and that it reminds me of that saving. He doesn't save us from our sins so that we can live the life that we lived before, Mm -hmm. right? That this new life—because who wants that life before, really? It is not—right? It (laughs) is— worthless and not worth saving, but that is not what He saved. He saved me because He wants a relationship with me and that abundant life that He gives us through getting to know Him, spending intimate time with the Lord and knowing that He delights in me and I have this opportunity to know Him and to delight in Him. And that process then creates that fruit. Um, Mm -hmm. And so sanctification is hard Because we are constantly faced with these moments of less of me and more of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And my selfish old man, woman just wants to make things about me. Um, and But he does the work, that the Holy Spirit does that work of sanctification. Um, It is the... Dying to self and letting go. Um, and there's so much beauty in that and rest in that, right? Mm, yeah. that 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 is the the life that that God has promised us that you know Jesus says, Come to me, that he will give us rest because his burden is light. And that discipleship, that walking side by side with Jesus um, that is the only way that our words becoming something that can give life is possible right. because my words on my own don't right. yeah. they are not kind, or they're hurried or very selfish, um, and that the Lord has the, po- the power to change me and give me um, words that can bring life, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm, is comforting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I never feel more hurried
1: and chaotic and stressed and anxious than when I'm in a moment where I know I'm about to use my words, and I'm just, I have not prayed. Mm -hmm. And I have not spent time with the Lord. And so I think absolutely, like, because He wants us to be near Him and to know Him Mm -hmm. and to be known through us, that's the only rest I ever have in using my words is that, Mm -hmm. well, I know the God who created words Mm -hmm. and He created me, like you said, in His image to do that and to be near Him. And the more I know Him and the closer I draw to Him, the more I realize... I need your words, mm-hmm. Lord. I need, your, I need to know you and what you say yeah. so that not only can I be changed to your image, but so that the words that come out of my mouth will be yours because mm-hmm. mine are really inadequate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. This was so fun and so good. And um, those are all the words I'm going to use for it because <laughs> I'm out of my own words. And let me just pray because we get to. Um, God, thank you for your word. We thank you that your words have power to create um, and build up and change lives for your glory. Um, we ask that we would use your word, scripture, to learn more about you Um, to draw close to you and that Holy Spirit, you would continue to change us and to make us more like Jesus who redeems us and um, purchased us with his blood on the cross so that we could bear his image and we can share his good word with anyone that you put in our day. We ask all this in Jesus name.
2: Amen.